For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, Wizards fans? Happy Thanksgiving. Just wanted to give you all a little quick believe in Wizards because we're thankful for you. Hopefully we can give you a distraction while you walk the dog or do your turkey trot today or just honestly an excuse to break from the break from the craziness of your family on Thanksgiving if you need that. I think sometimes all of us need uh, a little distraction. So this is going to be a quick one. It's just me. I uh, didn't want to bother anybody else on Thanksgiving. So a couple things we're going to run through. First, a plug for our Capital City Go-Go game, just because that's important to me, and it's a thing I'm grateful for the opportunity to do, and I'm thankful for everybody that signed up thus far. Reminder, that game is on December the 9th, so that's coming up pretty quickly here. Tickets are $10. If, if you still want to attend, make sure you use our special link that'll be in the episode description or on Twitter or any of that good stuff. I think it's my pinned tweet, so if you're interested in that, you can find it there as well. Basic tickets, $10, $40 for unlimited beer and wine throughout the event. And we'll do a live podcast after the show. I'm really stoked about it. I think it'll be a great time. The more of you that are there, the better. I think a uh, chance to, to build our community and, and meet other Wizards fans. And again, seeing the go-go is pretty cool. So uh, we'll see how that turns out coming up here pretty soon. Again, that's December 9th. But first, a word from our sponsor at BetOnline. Basketball is back and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. And make sure to use our promo code BELIEF, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Cool. With that, let's just segue right into the Wizards-related things I'm thankful for. When I post this, uh, please respond in the comments with things you're thankful for. I'd be here, you know, curious to hear how our lists overlap or if there are things I kind of missed that are obvious. Sometimes you take some of this stuff for granted. So really good to get everybody's kind of perspective on, on the things that they've enjoyed about this season in particular. So I think first is just a real room protector in Chris Haps-Porzingis. Obviously, our last episode with Matt Issa focused really heavily on Chris Tapps and, and the impact he's brought. But KP's probably the first like real, real rim protector that's played, you know, consistently for this team since Brendan Haywood. And like I'm not throwing shade at Gortat. Like I'm a Gortat guy. <laughs> I've got the receipts for for Gortat. Like, but I think some teams like looked forward to challenging him at the rim. He wasn't like a real deterrent. You know, he was big and physical and he was good defensively because he ended possessions by being a good defensive rebounder. But 
he wasn't going to like sky over anybody and like swat you into the 10th row. I think people legitimately have to think about KP and his length affects the way they shoot and how they plan to shoot. And honestly, just his health. I mean, I'm, I'm going to knock on wood here and just, yeah, like this dude, as long as he stays on the court, I mean, he's been in a little slump offensively, but he still brings a big impact defensively. They have to account for him. There are times where he's like the only guy rebounding, especially the more they use Kuzma is kind of like a point guard role. He seems to release on any fast break or, you know, or release to try to start a fast break and he's not there to help rebound. And and some of these other guys that, you know, aren't, aren't particularly good rebounders. Like if Denny's not on the floor, there's not a lot of other rebounding around Chris Tapps. Like Rui is kind of an underwhelming rebounder to me, to be honest. I mean, so that's, to be honest, I think that's something that I'd like to see more from him is just sort of help KP on the boards when they're out there together. Gibson's good. He doesn't play a ton. Gafford's clearly going through something like as he's in a funk there. So it's just, there's a lot of burden on Porzingis every night to be like, you know, the rebounder in key situations. And not, he's not going to have a double, double every night or 15 rebounds every night. And he might only have seven, but there's seven important ones. Usually next one is just Kyle Kuzma. I, I think having a six ten power forward who can create is a luxury and it's not the ideal role to ask him to be your main facilitator. In my opinion, I know a lot of people are are souring on him because he shot two of 13 the other night and all the stuff or the, the turnovers were too high one night. It's just, it's about what you're asking a guy to do. He should realistically be the fourth or fifth best player on a really good team. And when he was that, they won a championship. And on a lot of nights, we're asking him to be the second best player. Like Beal's not been super available so far this season. And I think that's been more burden on Kuzma than that he's probably equipped to handle. And the guy seemingly doing the best he can. I, I know there's a lot of conversation about like, you know, his shooting. And I saw some tweets about how like, well, obviously Denny is a better shooter than Kuzma. It's like, well, no, uh, Kuzma still shoots a lot better. His effective field goal percentage is, is considerably better. Uh, their three point percentage is about the same, but Kuzma has like three and a half times more volume. And they're, he's taking tougher shots. Like he's creating those for himself usually. Whereas like Denny is getting shots that someone creates for him and still isn't making them. Again, I'm not trying to bash Denny, but like the two aren't really comparable to me. Uh, it's it's so much of this is about context and the way you try to use a guy or what they're best suited, you know, to do for an offense. And, and I think Kuzma as your secondary creator next to somebody would be really good. And the ball movement really is great when he's out there with, you know, Denny's helpful to be out there with him. Jordan Goodwin is helpful to be out there with him. Like these people that are also interested in moving the ball, he looks a lot better, but the burden on him to be like the prime creator in the fourth quarter of a game when defense is really locked down, the guy's six foot 10. I mean, it just, he's not going to have the tightest dribble or handle in the league. Like he, he does well for his size and his position, but you know, he's not a super max player. If Kuzma was going to shoot 40% from three and never turn the ball over, he'd be a max contract player. Like, let's just be upfront about that. I mean, if you're six foot 10, can run the offense and you shoot at a high percentage and you never turn the ball over, that that's what you are. You, you get a max deal somewhere. You don't make $13 million a year or whatever he'll go to next year, 20 some million a year. Like these guys aren't going to be perfect. And that's why so much of this is about what you, you know, it, it's what, what bang for your buck are you getting essentially? And I can't think of a, any case you can make that says that the Wizards aren't getting their bang for their buck for for what they're paying for Kuzma. So I'm 
I'm appreciative that he gives them enough versatility to do that and fill in while DeLon Wright is hurt, Monte Morris is out, Goodwin's a little like banged up, things like that. So, you know, he also just wants to be here. And to me, that's something I'm thankful for. Like how many guys come here and are openly like, I want to be in Washington. I want to stay in Washington. Let me be a good citizen and try to help my teammates and try to be a leader. Like that doesn't really happen here a lot. And I don't think we should undervalue that either. And I I saw a lot of people saying like, well, he just needs to drive more and he needs to play 610. Yeah, agreed. But you can't just drive. Like it is really isn't that simple. You have to have spacing to do that. And when he's out there with certain units, there isn't spacing. When he's out there without other ball handlers, teams know he's trying to drive and get into the paint. People game plan for that, especially when Beal's out. Kuzma's the number two option on a scouting report. And again, he's not a perfect player. So just this, well, I don't understand why he shoots a bunch of bad threes. Well, he also doesn't have anyone else on the team that creates good looks for him. He's the one creating looks for other people. Uh, so, you know, two of 13 is is not acceptable, but it, it happens, right? I mean, it's it just when when you're asked to be a guy to carry an offense and you're not really good enough to do that, you're going to have nights like that. It doesn't make him a bad player all of a sudden. It just means he's not equipped to be the number one offensive option on a team playing against a really well-coached, well-scouted defensive team. Like if you're the Heat, you know going in exactly what the Wizards are trying to do. And that's on Wes Unseld to be more creative about how to do that. That's on Tommy Shepard to put personnel out there that can actually do what they're supposed to do. If you have point guards that could create for other people, if you had Beal that was healthy and out on the court, like those things all matter. Context matters. So just the next time you're like, tweeting, I don't understand why Kuzma shoots so much. Well, I mean, think about that. Like, think about that. Do you, do you see these like wide open driving lanes for him? A lot of times he has smaller guys on him. And when you're six foot 10 and you don't have the tightest handle, you're going to force some stuff in traffic. So a lot of these times, like when they're walling up to keep him out of the lane because nobody else gets into the paint to create for others, he takes bad shots. And you have a lot of other guys that stand around and ball watch that's going to happen. Again, I'm not excusing the two of 13. I'm saying he is an imperfect player. Like we're asking more of him than he is capable of delivering. It doesn't suddenly make him a bad player. Uh, it just means that well, now, now we know what the upper bounds of what he can do is. And some nights he'll look great and it's probably somewhat matchup dependent. It's probably just when you're not that kind of guy, some nights you can do it and some nights you can't. That's why the the big time guys that can do it every night make a lot more money than he does. So just something to keep in mind. Just throw that out there for food for thought. I guess that's my take. I've obviously, you know been a I've obviously been a Kuzma defender and apologist. So do with that what you will. But I'm trying to be objective. And like if I say Denny needs to do something better, a lot of those times they're asking him to do stuff he can't do, and that's okay. Like just putting guys in in situations where they can be successful is so important. I don't think the team as a whole has done that particularly well the last, I don't know, 10 years. Like Rui as your prime three and D guy doesn't seem to be able to have that and can't defend consistently enough most nights. Uh, Corey Kispert's not going to create a lot off the dribble for you. Yes, occasionally he can attack a closeout, but can he do it against a pressuring set defense in the final three minutes of a game? I haven't seen a lot of sample size yet to say yes, but doesn't mean that he's not going to grow and get better and adapt and, and all those kinds of things too. So that's just where I'm at.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, continuing on, things I'm thankful for. Receipts. I have two podcasts, three articles, and a whole bunch of tweets saying that Jordan Goodwin could help this team. Also have receipts from a lot of people saying I'm crazy for thinking that, but Jordan Goodwin, pretty good player. And I think this is, you know, an important thing to remember that that G League guys really aren't that far off from being productive NBA players. A lot of them, one, it's about opportunity, and two, it's about situation. And that kind of leads me into my next thing I'm thankful for. And that's just like a competently run and utilized G League team. I think this team is, is actually going to benefit from this a lot more in the long run. Like the around the COVID years a little weird, obviously, and they they didn't feel the team in the G League bubble. They sent four guys with the Erie Bayhawks, I want to say. And, you know, maybe that stalled things a little bit. But since then, you know, they've been trying to use that to like good effect. I think there's an opportunity there to see Johnny Davis continue to develop. Todd can get some real minutes and we can see if like next year he's ready to like really contribute to the team in some meaningful way. Uh, Quentin Jackson, he's going to get real opportunities there. Chris Dunn, you can see if players like that can be rehabbed and are, you know, you keep them in your system to bring up on a 10 day when you need them and have them kind of handy and nearby and know what you're trying to do so that you can hopefully seamlessly integrate them. Devon Dotson just got called up. It wasn't my favorite move they've ever made, but I get why they did it. You didn't have a roster spot. So you needed someone who was a point guard on a 10 day that, or on a two way, excuse me, that you could bring up and they weren't using, you know, going to utilize shackle in any great way. So why not bring Dotson up as sort of a breaking case of emergency ball handler? That's that's a smart utilization of your G League team. So um, McCurr Maker, people like that, like we'll see if they can do anything. Can Carrie give them any minutes? Uh, Jaime Ashanike, like this is a proven ground for a lot of these guys. And, and it's NBA minutes you don't have to give them and you can find out if they can play or if there are specific things they need to work on or develop to be able to play. That's the chance to go do that and work on those things. So I'm thankful for you know that situation. Uh, each of the young Wizards forwards, I, I think I, by that specifically, I mean Rui, Denny, and Kispert. Like I'm, I'm thankful for those guys. I, I know that there's a lot of talk about who we could have taken that was better at each of those positions. I don't think any of those three guys are probably the guys I would have taken at that particular spot. You know that that's just me, but I, I am thankful that each of them have shown some amount of step forward this season, at least in my opinion or at least they seem to be settling more into a defined role. I think Denny's added confidence on offense for the most part. There are still times where you like scratch your head and like, no, 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 drive that. But he's, he's tried to drive a little stronger. He's tried to make quicker decisions with the ball. He's been able to facilitate a little bit more for other people. That just a little bit more added benefit from having him on the court offensively has allowed them to utilize him in a way that they can get the most out of his defense too. So I think that's been really great to see. Rui just seems to be settling in as like, I am the bench scorer. I will come in and I will give you 14 points on reasonable-ish efficiency. I probably won't give you a ton else, but you know that's not an in, like an unvaluable thing to have um, on an NBA team. So I think that's been good to see. 
And that's kind of what they wanted from Will Barton, and we just haven't gotten it consistently. So it's been nice that, that Rui is reasonably productive most times he's on the floor. Kispert as a floor spacer has been great. I think, you know, we'll we'll see him continue to improve now that he's healthy and, and fitting in with these guys more. But he's just been solid enough defensively that you can justify keeping him out there for the shooting. There's been obviously some, you know, Twitter back and forth about how good he is defensively or not. I, I don't think I would say he's great by any stretch, but he's good enough and he's good enough in his matchups and he's not really getting like picked on. So you can afford to keep him out there with other guys like that. And I think that's nice. And he's only going to get better. He's a better mover than I think he gets credit for. Still only a second year player. Those guys take time to learn things defensively and pick things up. So all these young guys, I, I think I'm seeing strides or progress at least. And, and I'm thankful for that. Thankful for the throwback jerseys. Really just enjoy that. I think the the nostalgia of those teams makes me feel a little better about this team for some reason. I just think the white throwback looks really clean. Uh, so I, I'm all about that. And honestly, I like the cherry blossoms too. Not as much as I like throwbacks, but that's okay. The team's just full of good guys. I know that's corny and, and we like give Shepard a hard time for that. And I honestly personally think they could use a few like guys that are a-holes outwardly, but it is better to root for dudes that I don't think you openly have to worry about, like them doing shady stuff off the court. And there have been some of that with other teams recently and you know, lottery picks getting kicked off teams and stuff like that. The guys Tom is drafting, I, I don't think that's ever a concern. And my limited interaction with them all, they seem like nice, pleasant people. Uh, so I, I really am grateful for that at the end of the day, that like I like the people that are on the team that I root for. Uh, let's see, grateful for Beal's three-point shooting returning was 30% last year. I don't think any of us thought he would be that bad again for a whole year this year, but it's closer to 38-ish percent right now this year. So sub 40, but you know, back in the realm of what we expected from Bradley Beal. And I, I think that's better people around him, allows him to get slightly better looks. And he just seems more patient and and taking better threes than than maybe the last couple of years when he had to like carry an offense by himself. So that's that's been good. I know he had said he was working on taking like longer threes the last couple of years and trying to do the Dame thing, but a lot of these threes this year are like toes on the line. And like I'm okay with that. If we can get him those kind of looks, he's probably gonna shoot better than he would from 27 feet. So I, I like that. This team mostly closes out games. Like there are there are games that they've won this year down the stretch that past year's teams I don't think they would have won. So I'm thankful for them like playing defense when it matters. They're still some missed free throws, some turnovers, some bad shots, some things like that. But for the most part, I think these these guys are competing defensively down the stretch of games. And, and that hasn't always been the case here. So that's always good. Uh, like I said, I'm competent, uh, competent G League team. Grateful for that. And yeah, I think the other thing I'm thankful for is just having a wife that supports me doing this uh, and spending so much time uh, invested in the Wizards doing this this podcast, I think it takes a lot of time. I'm sure that's not a surprise to everybody, but churning these things out a couple times a week, both forever articles, things like that are time that I could be doing other stuff, but I love this team so much. I love engaging with this community. So having somebody that understands that, uh, obviously super important on my end. So the last thing I think is just college basketball and the chance to evaluate Guys that could be wizards in the future. I'm grateful for all the college basketball that's been on Feast Week and the Maui Invitational specifically. Been a lot of good basketball. A lot of guys that I can, you know, envision a brighter future when they're on the Wizards roster, and maybe they're the guy that will change all this stuff. Uh, this week's 
prospect profile in particular is Trevin Brazil from Arkansas. He's like six foot nine, six foot ten, somewhere like that. Super long. Probably like the best athlete I've seen this year. If you type his name in on Twitter, if you haven't seen this already, he executed the most vicious dunk I've seen in a very long time. He's like almost horizontal and like dunking from like five feet away with his arm fully outstretched and his head is at rim level. It's just insane. So give that a look, but he's long. He puts that like length and athleticism uh, to use defensively. He's always a threat to block somebody's shot. He's got really good lateral quickness because you can use him as like a stretch big. I think that's huge. Last year in the playoffs, I think Maxi Kleba was like the most prolific of the starting centers, you know, down the stretch because everybody was playing people under six foot 10 because they were switchable and long, but they could also defend bigger guys if they had to. So like Brazil could fit into that. What works in playoff basketball mold, I would say, uh, you know, he's got to still work on some things obviously, but he's shown enough shooting flashes. Like the form looks good to me that when he's like squared up, I feel reasonably confident he's going to knock down like open corner threes, like right away. Uh, he's even put the ball on the floor a little bit. He can attack some closeouts. He can kind of like pump. He's got a really good pump fake already. He gives guys these like little jab steps and fakes. And he's quick enough that and athletic enough that they have to like respect that. But also he shoots well enough that they have to respect that too. So that's awesome. The touch is pretty good. Sometimes he'll like clank a weird floater and you're like, eh, probably would have liked to see you try to dunk somebody, <laughs> like dunk on somebody with that. But it's okay. Uh, if you picture just like what Brandon Clark does for Memphis, but on steroids, like Brazil can just do all of those things better. He's taller. He's a lot longer. He's even more athletic. He has a like a much more real looking jump shot. And again, he might be the best athlete I've seen in college basketball this year. So Trevin Brazil, give him a look for Arkansas. Uh, they just had a really good run in the Maui Invitational. They lost a close one to Creighton. So they finished third in the tournament, but they're five and one, I want to say on the season. And they're a really young team. And there's almost no shooting on the team at the moment with Nick Smith hurt. So this is a guy that's doing this, you know, with um, with not like sort of the best context or circumstances like we talked about earlier with Kuzma and stuff. So I think he's really impressive. I'm higher on him probably than I would say the consensus by a good amount. A lot of people have him like late first round. I would probably consider taking him along, you know, around the lottery. I think this is one of those guys that when he does workouts and people see him firsthand athletically, he's going to rise up a lot of boards too. So just, just be ready that you heard that here first. Uh, that that's my take for this week, folks. I appreciate all of you. I know it's corny. I really do mean it. I'm, I'm thankful that uh, anyone listens to this. I'm thankful that people give us good feedback on this and I'm thankful to have just sort of this wizards community. And we've talked about shared pain a couple of times, but it is better to go through this with other people and have, um, you know, people that, you know, have the same vested interest in, in a hobby or a passion that you do. So that's always cool. And yeah, I think it just, I'm thankful that we have a basketball team here in Washington. Like they're, they're not great. <laughs> they're not the best team in the league. I don't think any of us think that they're winning a championship this year, but they've been pretty fun this year. They're competent and uh, there's been a lot of baggage with some of these other local teams. So I, I think that the wizards have mostly stayed out of the fray there and, and aren't like a dumpster fire behind the scenes is, would would we like it if they were better? Sure. But, you know, sometimes okay is, is still okay. So uh, I'm thankful for that too. Anyways, this has been Believe in Wizards. Continue to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Like I said, if you haven't gotten your tickets for the Go-Go game against the Long Island Nets on December the 9th, still plenty of time left to do that. Tell a friend. More people there were better. Even if they don't like basketball, still have a good time. 
for you know cheap drinks, all that good stuff. It'd be awesome. On that, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Appreciate you all. Hope everybody has a good time with family. And we can see some more Wizards wins here coming up. Uh, with that, we'll catch you next time. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done